Hello and welcome to the Mama Pachamama podcast. I am Vivian McKinnon and today I want to talk about confrontation. Ooh, do you already feel chills? Confrontation. It's like the classic, the classic thing that people avoid that gives you that sticky, icky, chewy, gooey, nasty feeling like a wet sock in a boot. Nobody wants to deal with it, yet healthy relationships thrive on healthy confrontation. Um, I've really struggled with this. Like all things that I talk about on here, my life experience is, is what I what I bring to the table in this podcast. Um, and my observations between what I used to be and how miserable and unhealthy and unhappy I was and how I've shifted on my own through, through patience and self-awareness and forgiveness and compassion, how I've shifted out of um, being a miserable human to being one who can navigate all of the challenges uh, as gracefully as possible while still letting myself be human and feel my feelings. And confrontation is certainly a huge part of learning how to navigate confrontation um, in a way that's healthy is such a huge part of establishing healthy relationships and dynamics and in really creating a sense of peace within. Um, because when we don't speak up for ourselves, we, we are bothered. And then when we speak up for ourselves and it comes out with a lot of nastiness and um, shame around how we expressed ourselves, we're, we're bothered and we carry that weight, we carry that burden. So the goal here is how do we communicate lovingly, compassionately, but with our feet strong, in our values strong, and unwavering in our, um, in our convictions, eh? Uh, so, and a willingness also to be humbled when we're wrong or we've, you know, where we've let our emotions take over. Anyways, there's so many variables here, but I do just want to dive into confrontation because it's something that, you know, I'm dealing with all the time, realistically. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm guessing you are too. It's just the nature of being a human, especially being an adult. Um, here's like a really small, very lighthearted example. There is a girl in the neighborhood that is about Steve's age that he just adores. She's so sweet. Uh, he's got a little crush on her, but he's so respectful and kind. And he really enjoys bringing her gifts. And he'll just, he likes to take her plants. So when we go to Trader Joe's and they have like these cute little small plants for a few dollars, he likes to pick one out and take it as a gift. He's done this, you know, twice, I think. Um, and I support that because I think that's really sweet. Of course, I want to teach my children to to enjoy giving and, and, and bringing others joy through giving. And I've been texting back and forth with this girl's mom. She's just so sweet. And so Steve 
his his friend was out of town for almost a month and Steve really missed her and so they got back and he decided to get her a welcome home gift and got her this really cute little like roses in a tin um and like yeah like a little rose plant growing in a tin and the mom texted me and was just like thank you to Steve, you know, these gifts are really unnecessary and blah, blah, blah. And I, I know like showing gratitude, but her comment also made, I just, I just immediately thought I need to, I need to like establish, I just, I want to let her know that it's okay if she's feeling uncomfortable with it. Cause I sensed that possibility. And so I just said, I let her know that I like in a very loving way said, if you feel at all like it's inappropriate or anyone's uncomfortable with Steve bringing gifts, we have no problem stopping. You know, Steve would totally understand, as do I. Um, I just, I love to encourage him to be thoughtful of others. And it's really sweet to see him excited to pick out a plant to take to her. And the mother wrote back, she's like, no, it's not a problem. We're just, you know, he's just such a sweet boy. And that was like something that I in the past would have mulled over in my mind, curiously making assumptions, trying to like read between the lines of her text, rather than just con confronting it in a very like honest, loving, kind way. Like, hey, if, if this is feeling at all inappropriate, I totally get that. And Steve doesn't have to take gifts over. Um, and it, you know, there it went, there it ended. Like it ended right there, nice and lighthearted, right? So, it can be something as small as that. Women tend to overthink. I think women especially, we tend to overthink even those small little scenarios. So I think that's a good example. But then there's, of course, also the bigger stuff that we struggle acknowledging and confronting. And sometimes we withhold confrontation for a good reason. For instance, maybe you're dealing with someone who you intuitively know they are not going to receive me well. If I try to confront them about this thing, it is not going to go over well. I will end up wasting a lot of my energy and they are unwilling to hear me out no matter how I approach it. If I do it lovingly or this or that, it's not going to go over well. I think that's a valid time to not um, confront something. And when that happens to me, when I find myself in that scenario, I, 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 I sit and I figure out what kind of boundary I then need to set with this person and how to limit how how I deal with them. Because if there's something that's bothering me that I feel like needs to be confronted, yet I think they're in a place of where I will not be received well through confrontation and it's a waste of my time, then I need to figure out what are my boundaries here? How much am I willing to put up with this person? And generally, I just distance them. I distance myself. I spend less time with them. I, I And I... I don't take it personal. That's a huge, huge part of uh, overcoming the fear around confrontation and dealing with people is realizing, I mean, from, from your marriage to your children, to your parents, to your siblings, to your neighbors, to your friends, to everybody, to your coworkers, it is often not personal and it is just a human who perhaps, you know, got tangled up in 
unhealthy behavioral patterns that learned that they learned when they were a child or coping mechanisms or all of this and to remind yourself when you are dealing with people and it feels difficult and sticky and messy to remind yourself this is not personal to me this is simply navigating discomfort but I, I don't have to be swayed by the emotion of what's happening here that's very healing and I know it can be really difficult which in those moments, it's good to just feel your feelings, you know? Um, a good example is some of my husband's behavior is really hurtful for me. And it really, it brings me a lot of sadness. And I have to live with that sadness. And I have to let myself feel it. And what what prevents me from turning that sadness into anger is now just expressing not only to him, but to my children when they see my face or to my friends when I'm sharing with them, I'm feeling so sad about this. I'm, I'm really, I'm, my, my heart feels so heavy and sad and, um, and I let myself cry more and that, that's such a nice way to remind myself that what I'm feeling doesn't have to, it, it doesn't have to get caught up in that drama of you did this to me. It's like, you're just behaving according to what tools you have in your, you know, in your box of life. And I don't respond well to this behavior. So I need to let, my feelings are valid. It's valid for me to be sad regardless of what your intention is. And I'm not going to make it personal that you are trying to make me sad. I realize that you don't have the tools to handle this in a different way. Or maybe are unwilling or whatever it might be. Um, so I think sometimes the fear of getting hurt or the fear, I think often many people avoid confrontation because they are fearful of offending and upsetting others. This whole idea of walking on eggshells, dude, I cannot tell you how many times I have been told, well, Vivian, I walk on eggshells around you. And I used to get so bothered by that, so offended. And now I'm like, okay, what can I do to change this? How can I change this so that I'm not, so I hear this less and less in my life. What, like, where can I take radical, radical responsibility for how people are feeling like they walk on eggshells with me when they're honest with me and let me own that. And then, you know, Sometimes people are going to feel like, despite, no matter how I show up, they will feel that. And that's okay. That's none of my business. So um, part of curating an experience where people don't have to feel that way and people learn that they can be honest um, with me and confrontational with me without fear is realizing that the ego naturally sways in the direction of defense, right? It's like the lowest hanging fruit of how to deal with confrontation. Immediately, we just want to defend ourselves. In some circumstances, sure, there can be validity to it. Uh, but often, it's it's a form of avoidance to because we're, we're not willing to acknowledge, despite whatever valid defense we might have or justification we might have, our action, our behavior still affected others in a way that perhaps is also just as valid. So letting go 
of that ego's obsession with defending ourselves and leaning into compassion and curiosity and being able to say, who cares what my intention was in this scenario? If I caused someone, you know, stress or harm or sadness or pain or suffering, it is my responsibility as a soulful human to validate that, to hear them, to sit with them and and let myself trust that their experience is just as valid as mine. And when and that that I think is that is the eggshells, right? That's the eggshells when people are like, "Hey, you know, you said this thing to me the other day. You made this comment in passing and I really felt so hurt by it. And you're like, well, I said that because you have no idea what it's like to deal with you. You know, you make life so difficult, right? Like I've been there. I've been that person, obviously, because people know that they can walk on eggshells with me or that's a common thing. So part of like that radical responsibility of how do I navigate away from being that person that people are fearful to be honest and confrontational with is how do I just say, hey, ego, don't worry about defending yourself right now. Someone loves you so much that they came to talk to you about how your behavior affected them. Be grateful to be loved that much and let them know, let them know that their experience is valid and that's okay. That's a good place to start. And even if you do down the line end up, you know, revealing some of like, you know, I, I guess I messed up. I really had good intentions. I had no idea or wow, I was so hurt and, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really shameful of the words that I said because I wish I had been less emotional in that moment. There's so many ways to bring love and compassion into these confrontational moments. Um, so that that's a huge part of like, we receive confrontation, someone comes and confronts us about something. The number one thing that I like to remind myself is before you lean into these defenses of the ego, just, just sit here with your heart and listen and feel with your heart. And that feels really nice. And it's also very humbling and it reminds you how, you know, I, I like to tell myself, how can I meet this person in the way that I would want to be met if the roles were reversed? And, and, and yeah, show it. I think at this point, you know, for a lot of people, it's quite a shock. <laughs> it can be quite a shock to like, if they come at you and they're like ready to tell you how you fucked up and you just sit there and you're like, you're right. You're totally right. I'm, that's a very 100% valid point. And I'm so sorry that I reacted like that or whatever. And you, it's really interesting and kind of fun to see them shocked that you would respond like that when they're expecting you to just start defending yourself. So my next um, favorite tool of navigating confrontation, aside from uh, just like, softening the ego is showing up with curiosity. 
I find that curiosity is very often the antidote to stress and in the antidote to hostility. I I love, I freaking love being met with curiosity. I love when someone comes to me and says, hey Viv, I noticed this thing happened and I'm like feeling really concerned but I also trust that like you're you're you've got a lot of things figured out so I'm I trust that you're you've got it figured out but I'm really curious like what's your approach what are you um you know what what's your different view on this that I I'm not grasping or you know for a here a, a, a nice example an easy example for that would be unschooling say there's likely lots of people I mean certainly lots of people that find unschooling to be very irresponsible and negligent. And most people will project that judgment onto you. And I envision a healing, beautiful, loving, like we don't even have to, I'm not trying to change your mind. But if someone, this is what I envision. I I like to like play scenarios out in my head. Like what would be a really healthy way for this scenario to play out? So let's say someone finds out I'm unschooling my children. To them, it's like, what the hell? That doesn't even, I like, I hate you. This sucks. Like, what are you doing? You're, you're going to ruin your children. They're going to be totally, you know, what I'm obviously being dramatic. Um, And you know, I stand very strong in my belief that unschooling is right for myself and my family and my children, and I love it. And I don't have any desire to convince everyone else that it's the best thing. Maybe it's not the best for them, but it is for us. Um, So if someone were to come to me, let's just say, you know, what usually happens is the projection of judgment and concern and fear and aren't you worried your kid's going to be stupid and they're not going to be socialized and what about math and don't they need to know this and are they what if they can't get a job but they can't get into college and they want to go to you know all those all that stuff projecting fear and judgment onto you that's how often we can we all admit that often that's how we're met with things that people don't agree with i like to play out in my head Okay, here's the same person who's totally like not on, doesn't get it, but who comes to me and says, wow, Vivian, I'll tell you what, I don't understand how you're schooling your children, but I see that you're such a dedicated mother and you seem to be raising your children intentionally and consciously. So I'm really curious, like, can you explain to me what, like, what your reasoning is to school them in this way? I'd I'd love to hear more because this is, like, just something that I, like, cannot even grasp. Holy shit. How beautiful does that feel? How gorgeous and loving and supportive does that feel? And I even love the idea that I sit, I explain this to the person, and they say to me, after I explain everything, they say, well, I still don't think it's something that I agree with or would want to do myself or would encourage anyone else to do it, but, you know, you clearly have this figured out for yourself and you feel confident in this choice, and, you know, that's that's like, okay, good for you. And I would be like, awesome, great, thanks, like, 
nice chatting with you. I don't know. Like, can we can we envision a world where confrontation exists in this curious, um, humbling way where we can really just appreciate one another for our differences and for our love? Or here's an, here here here's another here's another thing that I think commonly happens is. Um, someone is concerned about us, okay? So maybe I'm like eating a lot of junk food and um, starting to just like, it, you know, it's affecting me somehow. I, I hate that example, actually. That's a really dumb example. Um, uh, say like I started uh, uh, drinking a lot. Okay, let's just say that. Let's just, I started drinking a lot and, um, you know, it's affecting my life and people can smell it on me all the time. It's affecting my children. It's, um, you know, affecting my energy levels. You can see it in my face. You can see it in my eyes. It's like, Oh, Vivian's like drinking a lot. This is a thing. And someone comes to me and, you know, someone in my family say comes to me and talks to me about it. Am I able despite my insecurity and my own um, feelings of guilt and self-judgment and, you know, deep down we kind of know, like, this is, maybe this isn't, like, good for me, but here's where I am, whatever. Are we able to accept that family member who musters up the balls to come to us and confront us and say, hey, I'm worried about you. I notice you're drinking a lot and, um, you know, I can smell it. I can see it. And I, you know, I'm, I'm worried about you. Am I able to let go of that anger that often bubbles up in those moments or the defensiveness, right? And just say to myself, wow, I'm so grateful to be loved so deeply, that I, like as much as it hurts to hear what i'm being told right now thank god to that i'm loved like this this person has no obligation to try to help me and maybe they're out of line for trying and it's not their business but am i able to just appreciate this is coming from a place of love i think that's such a beautiful like i i really I'm sharing all of this because it it is who I am becoming. It is what I am becoming. And I haven't perfected it and I still have my moments, but I am I do. I create these scenarios in my head of like what could this be like? What's what's you know, I have the not I think I've read the book. I forget who the author is, but it's nonviolent communication and I like just naturally violence we associate <laughs> I'm probably going to sound really stupid here, and that's okay. Um, I'll own that. Um, Violence, we just naturally associate with, like, physical violence, right? And it took listening to Paul Cech uh, interview the gentleman who wrote this book. I really wish I could remember remember his name right now. Um, He interviewed him on his podcast. If you haven't listened to Living 40 with Paul Cech, it's a beautiful, wonderful podcast. I just adore Paul Cech. He reminds me a lot of my dad. Um, and he's just quite wise and yes, I adore him. So 
he really explained nonviolent communication in a way that for the first time I really grasped and understood and felt like, wow, this is, this is the language. This is what it is. Um, but it's, has nothing to do with physical aggression and everything to do with, am I communicating in a way that's not like triggering and, and, and being like, it's not like, am I conscious enough, aware enough, loving enough to be able to approach communication in a way that's not blaming and shaming and triggering and yeah, all, all of that. And that's interesting. That's really, really beautiful and interesting. Like that takes consciousness. That doesn't just come automatically because we are emotional humans and our our emotions get all fuzzy and muddled and and we, we get scared of how to deal with things and we're caught up in what we're feeling. But to be able to step back and say, how is the way I'm speaking to this person going to make them feel and is there anything that I can do differently so that they feel less threatened and more supported and loved even as I confront something challenging and I'm I am just bubbling with uh motivation and excitement to to figure this out And I'm not doing it in a way where I'm like researching, but I'm literally figuring it out through experience because I know that life is just beautiful like that and will constantly give you these opportunities to navigate these these experiences. So if if I lean into it and look for it and say, hey, I'm consciously like, I know things are gonna pop up and I have an opportunity to change the way I talk to somebody, communicate in a way challenge myself and to me it's it's fun it's interesting how can I communicate in a way that makes of my point that in in but also doesn't make someone feel like they're being judged or belittled and that feels really good it feels really good to love myself so deeply that I'm like and that and it it truly takes I think so much self-love and knowing how good that feels to project that love onto others and say, I I don't want you to feel like shit. I felt like shit and that sucks. How can I contribute to you feeling loved and feeling supported and feeling good? I want you to feel good about yourself. And I don't have it fully figured out. So I'm definitely still making my mistakes but I'm getting better at it. And as I get better at it, I see my relationships change, all of them. I, I, I feel so good. And maybe they change in ways that I didn't expect, or maybe sometimes you're really close to someone and then something happens and you know naturally things kind of drift apart, that natural ebb and flow, like be at peace with that. That's okay. Everyone's always going through their own set of challenges and their own things and that's okay. Like, remember, I I think I have to remind myself, you know, like I said at the very beginning, like not to take things personal. Everyone's on their own path, but confrontation can, can be very healing, especially when we learn how to navigate confrontation with integrity and love and consciousness rather than, 
you know, the defensiveness and the emotion. And, you know, that I will always throw in the reminder. And I, as I have said throughout recording this, that it's always so important to let us, let ourselves feel our feelings because that never ends well when we just, you know, tuck them away and pretend like everything is groovy when it's not. And, Oh, I'm just so nourished to have figured out. Yes, I do get angry, of course. And when I'm angry, I let myself be angry and I call myself out. I'm just like, I'm so freaking below the line right now. Um, channeling some of Emily um, Saldea's, the work she teaches through the, the conscious leadership. Very below the line and I call myself out, but I also, you know, like give into that anger. Um, but... I get there so much less often now just by letting myself be sad. And and I'm at the point, it's so interesting to witness my children and how easily they feel their sadness and they cry. You know, they can just cry so easily. And I just think it's the most beautiful thing in the world because crying does not come so easily to me now. That's like how hardened we become as adults, right? Um, But so one thing to help myself cry is to say out loud and acknowledge it out loud to anyone who's in front of me. I'm so sad right now. My heart feels heavy and my eyes feel heavy and my head feels heavy. And I feel like I can't move. And I'm and and there's just so much sadness pulsing through my body. And then as I as I as I express this verbally out loud, I find myself like able to cry, and I have my cry, and that feels so good because crying is so therapeutic. Oh my goodness! And letting myself go through that experience makes it far less likely for me to fall into the anger, which feels nice. And then when I do feel angry, it's, you know, it's not like this comment. It's like, oh, I'm angry right now. All right, girl, get it out. Go get your anger out. And I, you know, it's a little bit, I can be a little bit more playful with my anger because I am not, um, I am not like owned by my anger. I have some control over it. And I also realize it's an emotion that yeah, I must feel every once in a while. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's a, there's definitely much more to be touched on here. Um, it's like I said, it's something that I'm always dealing with, but currently it seems a little bit at the forefront and I used to feel so resistant to confrontation and it used to feel so big and scary. And I'm slowly, as I change my mindset around it and lean in, just like the shadow work, lean into it rather than avoiding it um, and being intentional and, and, and kind of breaking it down and thinking thinking these things. Like I said, like how can I show up with compassion? Where can I let go of my own ego? All these things. And suddenly confrontation feels good and the maturity and the self, the sense of responsibility um, feels quite healing. And anything that contributes to like healing myself, my inner child, my ancestral traumas, my relationships, uh, everything, I, I'm, that's, that's, as you probably know, (laughs) 
that's my jam. That's where I'm at. That's what brings me joy and um, makes life feel so beautiful. So if you are struggling with how you receive confrontation or how you confront, I really hope some of these tools can help you. Um, and be patient with yourself because it's hard. It's really hard to unlearn uh, all of these behaviors and patterns that we get into from childhood. You know, so much of it is just coping mechanisms and, um, yeah, learned. You, We don't even really know. We just mimicking what our parents do, all these kinds of things. But to bring consciousness to it and be patient with ourselves as we just start trying on new outfits. That's what I said this I said this to Brett last night. Obviously, I mean it um, not literally. It's like trying on new outfits, just just trying different things. That's the best. That's the that's like the best thing, way to start. Is like, okay, how can I stop myself before I fall into that, you know, behavioral pattern, and just say, hmm, what can I do differently right here? And once you get good at that self awareness, where you can like stop how do I, and then like self-assess. I, I believe that's when the healing journey gets really fun and, and joyful and interesting and where we become a little bit more lighthearted and playful and, um, more like that, the, the child within. So yeah, I hope this was helpful to anyone, but I say anyone, but literally everyone, because we're like all constantly navigating some kind of confrontation. God, it's like in all aspects of life. Um, but I do hope this was helpful. And I'm so excited to have recorded this. I actually just like a very last minute was like, ooh, this feels really like full body. Yes, to talk about this. So um, confrontation, don't fear it lean into it. All right. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in and I will be back next week.